0: Welcome to We're Still Here,
1: a podcast by theater people for theater people.
0: We're your hosts, Kate and Cade. Join us as we explore being a theater artist in and out of a pandemic.
1: Let's talk about where we're at and where we're going, because after all, we're we're still still here. Here. Okay, ready? I'm ready for a roll.
0: Okay, episode 10. Pew, pew, pew.
1: Number 10, dees, numero dees.
0: Dees, and we just came back from a small break
1: a little tiny little one week break a little tiny you, break you are in a freaking show dude
0: yeah man i just started rehearsals for a <laughs> for a musical that everyone knows and loves shout the mod musical it's i feel hashtag blessed but let me tell you what it is something to uh step turn ball change shanae shanae for your life when you've been sitting on the couch for you're watching rupaul's drag race <laughs>
1: Can you believe it's been, I think the other day was, yeah, three days ago was the one year mark of us being in New York.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: that. Excellent. Excellent experience.
0: Literally. I had so many people that were there with us that day message me and be like, are you suffering today? (laughs) And I feel like it's a lifetime away. And yet also like it just happened yesterday, but my feelings of it are more and more removed yeah, and
1: it's been kind of hard to see everyone's posts about the one year marker of that. I mean, everyone's like everyone's been posting about what they were doing a year ago, and I'm like, oh God, it just sucks to see. Yeah. But it's also comforting because everyone is still in the same boat. It's 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 easy to forget that and just think like, I am the only one struggling, no one feels this way, but everyone is still doing the exact same.
0: Yes, and real talk, yeah. like yeah. to be kind of candid, I thought that being not to say that I'm not so lucky and blessed and grateful for this opportunity to do a show because I am, it is just, it is something that I thought that this opportunity would come along or a opportunity to come along and it would like make everything better, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it just, it just sets you on the path to move forward. Um, and so that was like a little bit sobering. I mean, it is so refreshing and healing to like be in a rehearsal room and to be in a process, but it's so different. I mean, we're completely masked. Yeah. We're socially distanced. Like it's not like your normal process. Um, so for everybody out there who is Jones in a get back, your time will come. I think yeah. we will all get to where we need to go in in some fashion. And I'm putting good vibes out there for all of you who are getting back into the work scene and sending out videotapes and auditions because it's, it, it's coming. I mean, we're You know, New York is doing their thing. They're doing pop-up performances. We've got theaters here doing outdoor shows. So I think this summer we'll probably see a lot of people go back to work, which makes me happy.
1: Just get your damn vaccines, please, for God's sake. Get a vaccine if you can. can. Yeah,
0: I think they're going to become – they just – here in Arizona, they just – like I don't know released it or made it available to uh, families of teachers households of teachers Um, so
1: and I think on May 1st or something I read that it's just kind of available to everyone I don't know if that's 100% true I think that's what I read so that's great and I mean it's like 2 million vaccines a day let's keep um, yeah that's
0: honestly that's where we want to be because I would we have so many friends and we've talked to so many wonderful people who are you know mid project when when everything went down so I think it'll be cool to kind of see this resurgence of people feeling passionate about you know I've been people see people keep saying like I'll never take this for granted again <laughs> honey be careful what you say <clears throat> me in rehearsal yeah. like when can I go home <laughs> but that's the beauty of the work right <laughs> that's the beauty of the work like this is right, our work right. it's our job this is what we do and yeah, exactly <clears throat> we get to complain about it just like everybody else um, so you know yeah. don't, don't be too hard on yourself when you get back at it and you're like whoa how do I step all change
1: <laughs> right. truly how do you truly now we had a little giveaway and we have a winner we
0: had a big giveaway
1: we did yeah lots we did a big of giveaway things, lots bell prizes. boxes
0: and coachings and dialect we and we had so many amazing people enter our giveaway so if you did thank you thank you so much this will be the first uh-huh. of many
1: yeah yeah we have many more planned which is exciting and we are happy to announce that the winner wait our-
0: i need to what? do a drum roll this oh, is so oh unceremonious. Gosh. Are you ready?
1: Where my manners. Yeah. Okay. Let yes. me get.
0: Let me get my drum. When we're going. In.
1: Oh my gosh! Are you a percussionist? The winner is oh my God, how'd you know? Bayana Charity. <gasps> Iana, okay, be, read her
0: Instagram name. Though. Uh, her Instagram name is I Want a Step Pivot. And a
1: Step Pivot. Well, Ayana, baby, you're a winner, baby. And a Step Pivot.
0: You're a winner, baby. Congratulations. Yeah. So, Ayana, we will send you a sweet little message on Instagram. Uh, and we will handle all those details with you. And you will get to sharpen your skills, girl, and get back out there into that world because you deserve it. Yes. Use royalty. I love yeah. that. So what a fierce name.
1: Yeah. Great name. What a stage name. I don't know. Maybe Charity's her middle name and she goes by first Ooh. middle because it's. Would
0: you go by your middle? You're, you already sound like you have two first names. Cade That's Bailey. People
1: say here all the time. Until I moved here, no one ever said that to me that Bailey is a common first name. But Bailey's very common at home as a last name, I think, because it's very like Irish, Scottish, et cetera. But. Yeah, people oh. are always like, oh, is that your middle name? No, no, it's
0: my last. Oh, I love that. All right, well, giveaway winner, Ayana Charity, Uh, we love you, we adore you, and we will be in touch. And to everyone else who participated, thank you! We are so happy to have you as part of our We're Still Here family, and we will continue to do little giveaways, big, mini, all of in-between. And until then, come join us on our Patreon. We have an especially sexy Patreon segment coming after today's <laughs> guest. So if you are not signed up already, uh, go sign up. We have a couple different tiers. The lowest one is three bucks. So if you want to throw three bucks our way, we will use it wisely and hopefully you will get what you pay for, girl. Our guest today, I'm excited.
1: I'm very excited. She gave us some true exclusives that, like Kate said, you can find on the Patreon and also has just had the most amazing career. And it was such a fangirl moment talking to her. I cannot.
0: I want to give you 1000% of credit. So when Kate and I started this podcast, obviously, we don't have a lot of connections to many people outside of Arizona and so we were relying on friends and acquaintances to kind of connect us and um Cade has gotten very great at just sliding into DMs
1: (laughs) all it takes is a a well written DM and that's what this guest even said she was like I was just really impressed with how you guys asked me so yeah like I went for it
0: when Cade told me we had we were getting this guest I was like excuse me how and he's like I just asked Yeah. I'm Justy. E. So this is 100% credit to Cade. Um and now we have a friend. So uh without further ado. Our guest today is a singer, actress, impressionist, most known for a string of viral videos in 2013 of her doing dozens of celebrity impressions within one song. <laughs> Uh, These videos led to appearances on Ellen, The Queen Latifah Show, The Today Show, and a ton more.
1: She's a highly accomplished theater artist, having performed in Forbidden Broadway on the West End and Off-Broadway in Marvelous Wonderettes and Application Pending. Funny oh. girl in Paris in early twenty and is also the voice behind many rusicals on RuPaul's drag race. Oh my god. Please welcome in Christina,
2: Christina Bianco. Bianco. Hello, Christina. <laughs> Hi,
0: everybody. Thank you for that lovely introduction. We are super huge RuPaul fans. So obviously we follow you on TikTok and it was <laughs> like my worlds came together and just it exploded when you posted those videos about you. Dude, I was like, wait a minute. It's and then really I had to go funny. back and listen.
3: Yeah, it's really funny because I I did some voices for RuPaul's Drag Race. And some people messaged me immediately and were like, is that <laughs> you? You know, they could sort of tell. But um, a lot of them only could guess I did, like, Julie Andrews or Celine Dion. The, the one I'm talking about is, for the, the Drag Race fans up there, uh, All Stars yeah. Season 3. With you know yes. Ben De La Creme and Shangela, and uh, it was it was great because I've always been a huge RuPaul fan. When my videos went viral, um, RuPaul, who of course has no clue that I've always been obsessed with RuPaul, um, tweeted that I was hilarious. No like Shilarious, way! And I decided that was my drag name, so Shilarious. <laughs>
1: yes. I'm Shilarious. You're Welcome to the stage.
3: I mean, she hilarious. That's me. So, um, so the fact that you know years later I got asked to, to, to do it. Um, there, there are lots of people that do voice work for the show, but they very often they don't very often need complete voice matches, and they really wanted that for this. All Stars um, Divas Live episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I did like five of the voices for that. And um, then I did some for a Rusical with, um yeah, yes. I, like Vanessa Williams Stop. was looking oh, yes, at doing it. Dolly um, Parton, like the weirdest things. Oh my um God. And it's funny because on, on TikTok, which I'm still learning kids, I'm still <laughs> like, up. you're doing you're great, up. girl. Someone recently just said to me, um, you know, you could be a lot more successful on TikTok if you could post every day. And it's like, I am not young enough to do that i am not your mama i'm not that old but there is that little bit of me that's like i can't i can't uh-huh. this is the first time in
0: my life that i've ever felt old <laughs> because of stuff like tiktok like i i get on i'm like i think i can do this because like i'm a millennial and i grew up with exactly. i had up you know no i have no idea what's going on i have no idea what's going on these people are like appearing and disappearing and yeah
3: <laughs> Well now yeah. I'm in my my mid slash late thirties and I'm like, is it cute for me to do this or am I like that old lady on TikTok? No, it's and, cute. It's, it's fine. It but is, all I know great. is I was I was blown it's away because like you know as they always say even just like every YouTube video that I have posted that went viral, they're never the ones that I think are good or gonna, I spent any time on. And so that that TikTok I made about RuPaul's the voices I did on RuPaul's Drag Race, I was smart enough to be like, oh this show is starting up in a few days. I should probably talk about mm-hmm. it. Like right. at least. I was savvy in that way, but the fact is, so I mean, and even for TikTok, it's not vir- super viral. Like I don't have millions right. of views, but but like overnight, it was like a hundred thousand views, and everyone was like, "My world is shattered." I thought all the queens did those voices. I'm like, okay, listen, how, oh. I, I I don't want to be rude, and of course, I didn't write this on TikTok. This is just for our your ears, listeners. Yes,
2: yes. How, how,
3: how talented do you think that these? Pardon me, men are singing in female keys, like how, who- you Celine Dion what? and Julie Andrews. That would be like, they don't, they could have all their whole other
0: careers if they could do all those voices. Right. It's insane. But and that was I, one of the
3: really funny bits. You
0: can tell, like, I remember listening. I think it's the Julie Andrews one. And I was like, this is, it's almost like when you hear somebody do an impression of somebody, it's better than the original person. <laughs> You're like, mm, this is almost too good. I knew that it wasn't, I know it's not the guys, but I just, when I heard you doing that and saw you, you in your face, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is crazy. How did that happen? Did they just contact you? Yeah, they, they reached out
3: to me. I do, you know, it's funny. I was starting to really break into the voiceover world and more in, in California. And even though things are done, you know, remotely and digitally these days, they really want you in the room. So a lot of, look. I mean, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'd be a lot more successful in each area if I lived in each different area, you know. But, um, but one of the things that the, The RuPaul people did, was they reached out to my agent in the UK, and they were like, where's Christina? We don't really (laughs) care. We just, we want Christina to do these voices. And I remember I had to like, of course, I was traveling all around at the time, and I was flying home from somewhere and flying off like 48 hours later somewhere else. And I was like, I can get a studio in New York, and you know, you do you connect and you basically, uh-huh. all you although they're hearing you in real time, so there's really no difference Right, my being in a studio right. in the next room or a studio across the country. Right. And so, but it was done so quickly. And then, of course, like, wait, this will air next year. And I'm like, what? I have to wait? Right. They do it really far in advance because they have a lot of um, a, a lot of shows to film and they're on a very tight uh, timetable yeah. um, in fact I am not betraying anything here by saying I have some, some RuPaul's Drag Race vocals coming up soon and I recorded it very early during this pandemic so I've been
1: oh, waiting oh wow to... that's on the air now You'll it, be it will be
3: coming on this season yeah yes unless oh, it was cut but I don't I don't think so because it was a lot of work so I don't
0: oh know. I'm so excited oh you guys I feel like I we just gave our listeners the biggest gift ever yeah you're welcome.
1: <laughs> so you said you have a UK agent and like looking at your resume, it's insane because you've done these huge things in the UK and in Paris, which we'll talk about more later, okay. and at the Sydney Opera House, do you just have representation all over the world? Or do you have one really good agent who just puts you all over the planet or how, yeah,
3: how I it's a tricky I mean the answer for me is simple now, but it was never an easy thing to figure out, decide, or answer over the years. And as a lot of you will young listeners who are in the arts in any way shape or form not just performing Mm -hmm. arts as actors and singers but musicians and writers um there are a lot of people that want to put you in a box and this is the whole story of me that we'll probably talk about 12 times during this interview (laughs) but but basically there are so many um so many different agents that and managers that should be in charge of very specific things so you don't want to say oh i i don't want an agent in the US because Um, working in the UK or vice versa. For me, I had a bunch of nothing when I first started Then I had a bunch of everything and I will say there were too many cooks in the kitchen. So Mm. now, I'm very lucky. There is a fantastic agent. His name is Alastair Lindsay Renton. He's with the big agency that's well respected and fabulous in the UK, Curtis Brown. And he was treating me so well when he represents somebody like the biggest people you could possibly imagine from, you know, people who are on Broadway to people who are huge in the West End, like literally film directors look it up I'm not gonna name drop but I'm like I'm small potatoes like I'm fearing any day they'll like well he has
0: three names and you should trust people Uh, with three names well a lot of people (laughs) in the UK
3: have three yeah I love that (laughs) but um but you know he started working with me years ago like back back in 2014 and as everybody else started you know like cracks start to show relationships you realize maybe you out some people are lovely but you outgrow them that will happen to all of you young kids out there you'll Mm. love representation and think they're wonderful people but you know that you've outgrown each other yeah. or vice versa. The agent is great for you, but you don't get along, you know. And so yes. everybody else started having it showing their cracks, every other relationship. And uh, my relationship with Alistair just was getting stronger and stronger. And I realized that I really didn't need anybody but him and uh-huh. and he's really good there are certain things that I can now handle myself like you should yeah. not negotiate money for yourself ever right. but when you have people in your life and a few people that that like um, if it's not a manager managers are good for that sort of thing but a lot of managers the difference between manager and agents is epic but recently the line has been bl- a little bit more blurred right mm. they just there's sort of depends on who you choose some managers right. act more like agents some are like I only advise and counsel so if you don't need advice or counsel then you don't need a manager. It just, yeah, I have I mean, my mom for that. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, well, I'm just but, kidding. I'm That's the thing. I mean, and I'm, I'm in no way telling people not to look at, into all of these areas to find what's right, right for you. Um, uh-huh. But the reason I'm babbling so much is I knew, okay, I do cruise booking. That has to be a cruise booking agent. I do right. symphony booking. Well- I'm not a musician, so I don't have to have a symphony booking agent. My agent can handle that because typically those offers come directly to you. I'm mm-hmm. not seeking out that. Okay, so then voiceover. Okay, well I'd like a voiceover agent but all the ones that want me only want me in LA. So why so it's been it's been a little balancing act and I've certainly had you know, uh, fewer and greater <laughs> amounts of, of representation throughout the years. But now, yeah, I do call Alistair kind of the Swiss army knife because he's like worked that. long enough and has such good um, a good reputation in so many different areas yes. of the industry that it covers a lot of bases for me. So, yeah, I mean, it was really funny. He was... I mean, I think it was something as ridiculous as I was, like, coming home from Australia to the States, about to go to, you know, about to go to London or something. And it was like, can you do this voiceover? Which country will you be in on the 23rd? Oh my God. You know, um, and find a studio and do it. So it was, you, you learn the music very quickly and you, you do it all. But at the end of the day, I mean, now, particularly during this pandemic, people are working from home studios.
0: Yes. And
3: I can't have an elaborate home studio as my home It's a studio. I live in a studio apartment in New York City. It's Mm the true story that everybody wants to hear. That it is like the best location. I am never letting go of it. But it is very small. Oh well, um, you don't have to give us your address. Yeah, but not the exact address. (laughs) But What's I'm.
1: What's the zip code I'm, on
3: that? You okay? yeah. No, it's no secret though. I would say I live. I live in the Greenwich Village area. And it's oh like, yes, you know, girl. It's like in, on Instagram, you can kind of see where I live. It's not hiding it. Like I go to Washington Square Park all the time. I love and, that. And you're just. It's it's so lovely. And I went to NYU, so it's a joke. It's sort of like I never left the area. <laughs> uh, I am like, cling to it. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny because when you, when you live in a place like this, you know you can't. Leave. Oh, we, yeah. I'm married. We have a dog who you might hear at some point. Jeffrey Yay! is buried. What kind of Jeff- dog do you have? I have a, a Schnoodle, a Schnauzer Poodle mix. Oh. His name is Jeffrey, but actually, it's Jeff Vader. So, <gasps> if you're an Eddie Izzard or a Star Wars fan, you'll. Get Are you all kidding of me, them. Eddie
0: Izzard? Yay! We have all Eddie I- Izzard. Yes, I've got a, a poster so up in our house. <laughs>
3: It's not I, mine. I, it's but no. Yes. There you go. I mean, I'm, I always say I'm a very unapologetic nerd when it comes to this stuff. I kind of wear it, wear it right there. Hello, Jeff Beater. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you may hear him. He gets a little. Hungry, uh, I should say. Uh, Even if he's been a hungry. Always, always hungry, always hungry. Always hungry. So
0: happy. you've got your 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 guys in your little studio apartment, and you're yeah, just like living the so New York
3: life. That's it. That's it. So this like a, this 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 glittery curtain behind me is over a closet. My recording studio, when I have to do voiceovers, is in the linen closet. We put up foam, and all of a sudden we convert the whole space. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been a challenge, but it can be done, and that's the great thing about technology now. Yeah. there's no way I could. I've Done a lot of those voiceovers and a lot of those things from well, a distance. And you've worked back in the day. all
0: over the world, so coming from that kind of perspective and then being, you know, in this quarantine, in this pandemic, is crazy. Is there? Oh my god, I, yeah. Like, uh, is there a place that you? Where's your favorite place to work? I guess is what I want to know because we haven't had the opportunity mm. to talk to that many people who have had such a wide-ranging. I mean, you've worked everywhere. So is sure. there a country that's your favorite?
3: <laughs> yes. And I've said it a million times so you can't get, nobody can get mad at me. No. I really, I love the UK. I love yes. England. Yeah. And the, re- I shouldn't say England. I mean, like, is obviously not all the UK, but I spent most of my time in England and Scotland. And, and um, mm. so yeah. the times I've had in Wales were fantastic and Ireland were fantastic, but I haven't spent as much time there. So um, for me, that. it's one, I've always been Always been an Anglophile. Uh-huh.
2: Like when I, I don't know
3: why I was always obsessed with, I guess, like the history we don't have here in the states, and oh yeah, and just. Um, you know, stupid little things. Like when we would watch movies, like my parents and I would watch a movie that was, you know, set in Britain, let alone, oh my gosh, maybe something that was had Scottish characters in it. My parents, every five seconds, would be like, what? What did he say? Rewind that, Joe. I don't understand. And I'd be like, he said, <laughs> you have another beer, get to the end of the bar. Like, I always just was like, as if I'd been there. I'm like, catch up. What's wrong with you? You know? So I don't know. I, I love British humor, um, British a writing. past life, I, I maybe. Like... Yeah, and I'm yeah. beginning to think that because when I... You know, when I started to when I was young and you know, just out of college, I, I got to go immediately around the US seeing, I think, forty six out of fifty states in Dora the Explorer Live.
2: It was, wait. Oh my god,
3: stop, wait. Yeah. I was the original Dora the Explorer live. There were a few after me when like they were all um, like humans in the I past. was just singing the, the map, map song
0: past. this morning. Oh, why? <laughs> That's a, because, Christy and I, I saw this, it. I saw TikTok I, where this guy was like, I would have loved to have been in the meeting where where they were talking about Dora Explorer. the Explorer, and the director was like, okay, so, Joe, you uh, you have the map song, right? And the whole TikTok is Joe's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, ha- I have it right I'm here on um, the map. Yeah, yeah, and it's this that whole TikTok.
1: Means to be your next viral TikTok, because if people know that you toured the country as Dora, I, yeah, that is, do you, okay, that's that's going to be the next so, thing. So
0: I have been
3: waiting to do a Dora TikTok. <laughs> And my yeah, friend Greg, tough, yeah. his hashtag is um, Gregisms, Gregisms on TikTok. You oh, I'm going to really, look it up. He's
0: real popular. I'm writing and it down. And he's my
3: friend since college at NYU. And he was Boots and I was Dora. And you should go back. And what made him really viral on TikTok is him talking about his experiences. Boots <laughs> and something very funny that happened to him. Um but the reason I have to be a little careful is because today, and I mean this, just, I mean, this is total fact, but everybody, as we know, is very quick to jump on things for yes. better or worse. And I am very pale and not yes. a Latino so yes, when I right, they cast right, me yes. in the role at the time, I was the right person for the role. I got it, you know. And then they decided they wanted to move in a different direction and really have the actress that played Dora go out and do all of the Spanish press, rightfully so. Right, but right. some yeah. people have been really aggressively mm. negative about that. So that makes I just, sense, yeah. So I just have to figure out how to post how in, to what do to it what to say. <laughs> because that is the world we live in. I don't, certainly don't want to offend anybody, which you do by breathing. Um, yes. But, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And but, it's... Um, it, that's such an interesting thing because, yeah, when you have an audience that, that that's that big and especially on TikTok because I find there's there's such an age range mm. oh, that yeah. really you get uh, – it just runs the gamut and you're right. Some people just breathe and it's like, oh, I yeah. can't imagine that – having that kind of pressure. And then doing impressions because innately
3: yeah, – I, I always say we, we left the – talking about the globe where I love to work story. I'll come back to that. You're being very Italian with me and handling all of the <laughs> So I just, I'm like, oh, my God, I could talk to you for five hours. Right. I'm forgetting that we're so, recording a podcast. Yes. The problem is, I, see, the thing is I've got it, like, in front of me in my mind. I'm like, okay, go back to that. But I'll <laughs> finish this, this subject by saying that I, um, I find it very interesting because I always say I do – Impressions with respect and love Mm. Uh, Forbidden Broadway taught me that But I never really got on board with the Sort of um, really over the top Impressions that are more Exaggerated and potentially um, Hurtful you know Mm. I mean There's certainly a joke in there That's why a lot of stand-up comedians kind of do one-off impressions that could be a little bit more abrasive. But they're not trying to do an entire show on it or building an entire career on it. And I think that only goes so far. And I don't personally find joy in that. Mm. I work on numbers. I work on impressions for a while. If I don't like the person or if it's mean-spirited, you're going to know. You're going to notice. So when people attack me and say, no, you don't do that to my (laughs) – you know, uh, my Adina or how dare you cross oh, your Lord. eyes? How dare you cross your eyes as Barbara Streisand? Why can't women support women? It's like, I, I... oh my God, like I, you don't know that I'm actually honoring one of the first impressionists, of Barbara Streisand, Marilyn Michaels and Marilyn Michaels was known for the cross-eyed thing because some review said that when Barbara starts to close her eyes, she does that. And so it's a very, it's a very sort of like, Honored tradition yes. of impression, but this child doesn't know doesn't that. Know. And, 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 yes. it's like, and you, and you were born yesterday. And you yeah. only have so many characters to reply on TikTok, right. and it's not the forum right. for it. And that's when you just go, well, you can't, you can't win them all. But and, so I mean,
1: that's it's, why it's, your impressions are so incredible because they're so detailed and studied and you. accurate, and it's all about intention, right? Mm-hmm. You come at. You come at these impressions from a place of love and understanding and yeah. studied, right? Like it's the details and the nuances are just so incredible. Thank you. But
3: I think that's, I think that's not. but thank you. And <laughs> I think that that's why it's so interesting to see it cut down. At first it was just, oh, one video on youtube as opposed to mm-hmm. a live performance or a longer show or a longer set or songs taken out of context like the forbidden broadway parody i do of see me on a monday has yeah. really mean lyrics about bernita peters who is my all-time favorite i didn't write that song but i right. got to record it on an iconic album so of course i'm going to sing that song yeah, you can't right. explain yeah. everything but w- what i find is that uh, on TikTok, even the 15 second videos get more traction than the minute videos how can i possibly show you the nuance and intention yeah. and the best of my in 15 seconds you can't yeah. so you that, that's another reason like one of the reasons i'm so frustrated with it and i don't think i use it as, as well as I could I know I don't use it as well as I could um is because I'm still struggling with that I yeah. don't like this raw unpracticed immediate content I do yeah. in my live shows now that, that that social media in general and this immediacy of Instagram put it do it in the instant do it live feel and the YouTube videos that are sloppy get the more get the better response because people want to yeah. feel like they're there like they're a part of it yeah. in the moment yes. that I get and I'm particularly happy to do that in a live show because I love live interaction. I love it. Essentially the same show is different every night, depending on the audience. Yes. Whether you're looking at them in a concert form or putting up a fourth wall in in a theatrical piece like Funny Girl. That's what I love about it. But it's hard for me with that background to translate it. Well,
0: and I I also come from this, like, very traditional musical theater background. And so you're right. This messy, unrehearsed TikTok world is, like, odd for me. We just interviewed somebody who's, like, viral on TikTok, (laughs) J.J. Neiman. He does, um, uh, like, funny theater videos. And they're all very, yeah, just, like, he just does them. And it, 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 people embrace it. And I yeah. look at that and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can barely stand to look at myself. Like, I need it to be planned out and structured. And so I totally hear you yeah. on that. That makes it's, sense. There's a happy
3: medium. And I'm, I'm. sometimes I hit it and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. But I'm, <laughs> I'm learning. I just know um, that I, I know that it's a cool way to reach people mm. that I've never mm-hmm. reached before. And it's also, even though it's not putting money in my pocket and even though it's It's not like I'm going to write on my resume. It's still a way to creatively push myself and change what I do and make what I do grow. So I do see it as a tool. Um, Now, back to (laughs) what we were talking about earlier, um, the the door of the explorer, (laughs) which I got to TikTok. Um, But I will bring us back is that Uh I... um, I got to travel America mm. and see so much of America because I grew up in New York. I went to college in New York. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, now I really get to see <laughs>
2: yes.
3: um, more of the country. Like every good New Yorker, I think my parents vacationed in like Florida. Right. And maybe like a trip to Maine or something. We stayed like East Coast. Right. And I had some family in California. But so to see the whole country, mm. um, it was great. But I will tell you that I very quickly was like, okay, I got it. I see it. Oh. Because obviously – other than terrain and accents, it's, it's all very much the same. It all kind of happened at the same time. Whereas if you are in, obviously, I mean, this is the most ridiculously easy way to say Mm. it, but when you're in England, you can get in a car and in two hours be in a totally different country with a different history and a different cuisine and a different language. And so I can't say that the U S is my favorite place to do anything. just because it's what I know. Yeah. And now that I've been mm-hmm. other places, it's like, oh my God, I want to yes. see right? so many more. So, and, and again, and I, I I, do feel like there are certainly great, awesome places in the U.S., but I I can't say I'd prefer it over the U.K. I also think that the fact that the U.S. is so big yeah. is the reason why I um, enjoy performing here, but I'll never build the sort of audience that I've been able to build um, in England, mm, it is a right. smaller country, uh, and the UK in general is is obviously as a whole, is still so small yeah. compared to the US, and they are innately just more, I think, aware of what's going on, mm. particularly if you're not from, yeah. you know, if you're hopping over the pond, they're like, who's, who's taking the time to come over here and let's see? And they expect big celebrities to do it on tours sure. and stuff like that, but they don't necessarily expect someone like me to, who they know and they watch and they've listened to and cast albums or maybe they even saw me when i was in the west end but they're like oh she oh she's back oh she's coming oh. over so it, it's so i find it easier to cultivate and keep an audience interesting um, i think they just care they also have a little more respect for theater and live entertainment and again i think it's because they're not mm-hmm. desensitized yes to it. it's, it's something that they stole um they mm-hmm. we know when somebody in a little They have a real sense of community and family in Europe in general. And you see it in restaurants and pubs and with outdoor seating and little, you know, drinking on the street by the window. And we don't do that really in the States. And people do talk. I mean, I have, when I was not famous, you know, I'm still not famous famous. Like when I wasn't on TV is what I'm trying to say. When I hadn't been on a bunch of TV shows, people Uh walked up to me and were like, are you Christina Bianco? And I was like, how the hell do you know who I am? And it was because even if they hadn't seen my YouTube video or something, they were talking to somebody who shared it. And it's not always just a video goes viral. There's there's a more sense. There's more of a sense of shared experience. Like, hey, you like you're a musical theater student, and I'm a musical theater student. I, would you see this? And I just find that they communicate. You're
0: going viral in real life.
3: That's what I think. Yes. I, I always have that experience there. And I Australia is, of, of course, much bigger. Mm. But each city in wow. Australia is its own little microcosm. Yes. So it's like I went to Melbourne and did well in Melbourne. And then I went to Sydney and did – I was playing such a small venue, the very famous Hayes Theatre. Yes. Sydney notoriously doesn't have that many cabaret venues. Um, and that's a very small theatre and they keep it small for a reason. And then they have their, like, cabaret section of the year. Right. But I was coming when it wasn't that time of year. And they were like, you know what? You're coming over. Let's just if you don't mind performing on the set of Calamity Jane. And I was like, Hey, there's a piano, it's benches, we'll make it in a memory barroom yes. style. And so that was a totally a big award winning production that I then ended up touring. Right. So it was hysterical. Um, so there I was and they put one show on sale and it sold out and they put two more on sale okay. and it sold out. So I They added a show and I, it was a small (laughs) venue, but for me to come to a place I've never played before in my life and sell out the three shows is because I played Melbourne.
0: Wow. It's because the press
3: in Melbourne reaches that. There's just more, the cross promotion actually works there. Whereas if I'm doing something in New York, nobody in California cares about it.
0: Yes. That's a weird thing. Americans don't, like, I don't. We, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, even as a musical theater actor, I'm not super tapped into, like I'm not opening the paper every day and be like, my grandpa will be like, oh, so-and-so is coming to the Fox Theater. And I'm like, who is that? And he's like, oh, they were here last year. And yeah,
1: the, the appreciation for the arts in, I'm not, I don't know as much about Australia, but in Europe, the, the appreciation for the arts is just so much more profound. So yeah. we definitely need to spend some time talking about Funny Girl in Paris.
0: Oh, the acclaimed production! I
1: mean, it's insane reading the reviews from the New York. Wait, Times.
0: Can you, Cade? Can you read my favorite quote? Because yeah, the listeners so have to the hear this quote
1: from the New York Times. Um, oh,
0: you're gonna say it! I know you yes,
3: uh,
1: are. Yes, we are. You have to say it. So this quote reads. It's Broadway's loss because, much like Streisand, who won an Academy Award for the 1968 film adaptation, Bianco pours irresistible life into the role. That was the New York Times early last year. So, how did you get this gig? How did you end up in Paris? And this closed right before the pandemic. Yeah, also. yeah. And
3: for, Forgive me for two reasons. One, I have talked about this a lot since the pandemic, so I'm going to try not to sound like a broken record. But You're also, good. because I'm emotionally still like so raw for, like in a good yes. way from the experience, I yes. would also get long-winded. So this is me, me and my okay. best behavior. I love it. Um Uh, lesson for all you theater kids out there. Whatever your agents or managers or anybody, teachers, say, those YouTube videos you post and those little things you do have no impact on your theatrical career. It's baloney. (laughs) So because the main reason I got seen for Funny Girl is because the director choreographer, the Tony and Olivier (laughs) award-winning... Stephen Muir, oh honored by the queen this year. Like, no, we're talking royalty. No big deal. Little royalty. No problem, yeah. um, Stephen Muir had seen some of my YouTube videos and back in, like, 2014 and came to see me in my, like, at that point, it was I was fresh, so everything sold out like that, you know? Right. <laughs> I was fresh like that. But, <laughs> so he saw one of my really, like, well, like, totally sold out shows at the Hippodrome. And I remember he'd been like, "Oh, Stephen Meer is here." And I Googled him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm sure I've auditioned for him before. Oh my god, you know. Yeah. Um. And ever since then, Stephen would come see some shows. And when I was in Forbidden Broadway in the West End, he saw me and that. And so of course it puts me in a different category than just doing a concert. I'm now in show. um And then I, I've sung a few times at this fabulous uh, little bar in Sitges in Spain, and you know, at midnight, singing at this piano bar where they hire you to come and sing if, some tunes. And Stephen Meer is there, you know. So. I tell you, if you do good work, it doesn't matter if it's on a screen, in a nightclub, mm-hmm. at a gay bar. It doesn't matter. I love if you do that. good work, it can get noticed. Uh, yeah. Stephen yeah. Muir tweeted, uh, I forgot when, it might have been May? of 2019 that he was, his big big project was going to be this production of Funny Girl Uh. at the Théâtre Marigny in Paris. And the Théâtre Marigny Marigny, is where this uh, wonderful man, look him up kids, Jean-Luc Choplin, he... Uh, has started bringing what they say Broadway to Paris he did this before at another theater he's the the brain behind uh, turning American in Paris into a musical I mean the man knows what he's doing yes. and so I knew even though it was France like this is a big deal and um, I don't know how many of you are aware of the only other revival of Funny Girl to happen on the West End but the show was very rewritten yep. Yep. The songs were cut the um, script right. was totally changed it was very different and yes. whether, you, whether you liked it or not you have to say it was not the original right. so he was saying, we're doing the original production. And I was like, wow, this is going to be incredible. And everybody was, you know, writing back and tweeting like you do to any, you know, person you follow on Twitter, like, oh, good luck, or what's going to be great, or who's Fanny, you know, like, (laughs) and, and I wrote back, like, harnessing, I guess, a little bit of Fanny Bryce energy sitting here in New York. I was like, I'm so that's, that's a perfect fit for you, because I think it really is. Uh, Mm. And I said, I can't wait to see you, but you do with the production. And I know a petite New Yorker you should consider. And I never. And it was only a tweet, and I ne- but I'm never gutsy like that, but I right. definitely was like, "What would Fanny Bryce say?" Ah. Um, and he publicly wrote back, "You'd be brilliant, or you'd be fabulous, or something like that." And I went, "Oh, maybe that means it's not cast, and maybe that means I can get an audition." The reason uh, I'm telling you all this, this is be because good. I have asked to be, I've asked to be submitted for Fanny Bryce probably like eight times in my life, mm-hmm. and I've never been seen. My jaws I never dropped. thought I was even right. So I was just like, if I get seen, that'd right. be so cool. A win. By someone right. who already knows me and thinks I'd be good for it. Right. What a thrill mm-hmm. it would be just to get in the room. Yes. And uh, I, I messaged my agent and I was like, hey, <laughs> if this – breakdown comes in you gotta submit me yes. so the breakdown come in he submitted me and he said right away they wrote back like yeah she's not in town so can she send a video because it was all mm-hmm. the show although it was in paris every single person on the creative team with the exception of jean Duc Chopin, the yeah. artist director of the mm-hmm. theater everybody was british from london west end oh and That's every amazing. single person, in fact, cut, cut, cutting ahead, I was the only American, the only person in the company that wasn't British. It's just oh, a British man. production and I got very lucky. So I submitted oh, a video and it was one of those times where it was like, yeah, they're having auditions. It was pretty soon, like, you know, next week. Right. Um, but so if you want to submit a video, you have to have it in by that first audition day. And of course I was leaving town. So I was like, you mean to tell me that I have like (laughs) three days to do what these other girls have a week to prepare for, you know, um, (laughs) and we all know the movie, but it ain't the show. It ain't the play. So the sides came and I, I would, ladies and gentlemen, I've worked my booty off. Like I've never worked so hard because I just wanted, I wanted to put my That's my dream role. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, even just two seconds of reading the script because it's hard to get your hands on the script it's hard yes. the original script it's also very hard to get your hands even on the original cast album yes. it's not even on iTunes you know no. so I was like what was that song again like it's not you know nobody yes. remembers Coronet Man you know like so I was kinda like, to <laughs> get my hands on this stuff I obsessed over it I sent the video I was very proud of what I submitted and I flew off to do a little west coast tour uh, mini tour like a couple of small cities right? and I was bouncing like one night in San Francisco one night in San Diego one night oh, in yeah. LA back to there it was stupid and I shouldn't have done it like that because that was a wreck <laughs> but all I could tell you is I kept waiting to get see if I get a call back oh. and uh, all I can tell you is they asked to see something else on video when they knew where I was and I, I submitted that and uh, then I didn't hear anything for a couple of days, and I was like, "Well, you know." There's only what so did much you can think about that when they asked
0: you to send in something else?
3: It was a different scene, so I thought that was like the equivalent of a callback.
0: Right? Okay. Yeah.
3: Um. But again, it was not that much. And I was right. Like, right. What? Um. And so people don't. It's like I always say, you never know what you're going to get. But kids, I got this role off of my video auditions, oh, my and wow. that is be- only because, though. Steven knew my live work so much. Mm. I don't think he would have been comfortable casting me had he not seen me a million times and had he not known actually how I was as a human because Steven is one of those directors that only puts people together that he really likes and he thinks will get along. Not Mm. a lot of people do that. You don't have to cast that way. Somebody who's great for a part could rub you the wrong way in a social situation. Yes. But Steven doesn't work that way and we always got along and we weren't pals. It wasn't on my speed dial or anything, but he knew me.
2: Oh my gosh And so
3: he had to convince the other powers as it be and Jean-Luc and the, how the story goes and I've said this a million times is apparently because Jean-Luc told me after the very first video they waited till all of the main people they wanted to see for fanny Bryce came in and they watched the video after it. And oh my uh, God. apparently they watched the video and Stephen Muir turned to him and said uh so what do you think and apparently Jean-Luc is that well, that is of
2: any like right oh away. my
3: god yeah.
2: Wow. yeah i'm gonna throw so, up
3: yeah so from never being seen for the part see i've babbled too long about this already but well, that th- is a th- fanny. I, I got it because oh of. It. i got it because i submitted a video but it was a part and a role that i do feel like i had prepped for my whole life like a lot yeah. of people you're like I got yeah this. but very much because another conversation but i won't get into it in fully but very much because i never fit a box i'm cute but not that cute i'm too short to play a leading lady, but I'm uh, not uh, quirky enough for this enough or that. Like I've always been, we really like you, but there's just something wrong about you.
2: Hmm. I mean,
3: if I tell you how many agents have been like, you don't fit a box, you're kind of weird. You know, it's like, and you take these words and you don't, if, if you're a tough cookie with, you know, thick skin, you right. go, eh, I get the business. But that's the thing about Fanny Bryce is that she made a spa for herself. Yes. And I don't yes. think I would have been as successful in booking this part Five years ago. I think the past five years of kind of forging my own path and doing all these weird things gave me guts and gave me a different perspective of how to approach the role because I could sing it. Yes. But you don't cast people on how they sing a part. No, cast how that's so act.
0: inspiring. Yes. Yeah, and then you have to you bring something different
3: that. to it than the most famous freaking person in the world for doing it. So like, how do yes. you make it your own and do it really, really well, but yes. not anything like Barbra Streisand? Yes. Um, as someone who impersonates her. Everyone always asks me, "Was it hard? No, because I've been myself much longer than I've been impersonating Barbra Streisand. So right. No, right.
1: I'm and hard. I mean, the reviews were just so Raven. I I've seen the few clips that yeah. I can find uh, on YouTube. Sorry, you asked me
3: that, and I like totally never got to. Oh no, you're
1: fine know mm. that's all great. But um, so this closed right before the pandemic. What was, yeah. was it? January through early March?
3: Yeah. We, no, it was, it was it was November through through early okay. March. So, oh, so the okay. show got extended. We were we were told that it was going to be a very short run, and the budget was huge. And it was, I was like, really? It's a really short run. A lot of work <laughs> for a short run. Um, uh-huh. But what did I care? I was playing Phantom right? yes. in a West End right, production right. in Paris. <laughs> what? Yes. You know. Like, oh my know. God. Um, <laughs> it was great. It was one of those jobs where my agent was trying to negotiate salary, and I was like, "Please don't tell them that I would do this for like free." He's like, "I promise
0: you, I will not tell them."
3: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> so excited, you know. Right? Yeah, that's when because like, I would.
0: In. Please right. don't let me do um, this for free. Yeah.
3: But so the show was was uh, the original closed date was actually January. It was like it was supposed to be like a five week yeah. run or something or a six week run. A six week run, and they doubled it, right? Oh, like God. very early on, they doubled it to to twelve. So we were. Is that correct? When did they for ever... Maybe it was a little long. wait. It was longer than that. I can't. I can't do math. Like that, anyway, we did know? it from um, early November to early to like March seventh was our last show. Mm. Wow! And uh, we we were so lucky. We thought we had something special. The audience really thought so too, and then all of the press thought thought so. I mean, we did not get one bad review and you always say reviews don't matter but they kind of do do when you have a show that's running and and I definitely tried not to read them and it was helpful that they were in French because I would have to translate Mm -hmm. them you know and that would take an extra step that nobody needs to do and you, you know so I was like my ego was like you're not sitting here I'm putting these in google translate but right. other people I know did and told me and I was overwhelmed by the incredible response I oh, performed God. on so many tv shows had interviews and radio shows was featured in magazines I was treated genuinely like a celebrity wow. um and so we knew when I knew it was coming to an end I was like this is gonna be this was the I've had great experiences in my life but I knew that that was like the biggest and best mm-hmm. and another emotional like different i say view of it i had been performing as a solo artist doing concerts for so many years a couple mm. of things here and there but uh, theatrical productions but mostly performing with myself so to be a part of a family yes. again to be a part of a oh company and not have it like hey i'm the one who has to um I'm the one who has to hire the band and get the musicians. And- right, right. Oh, musicians. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all you. Just to not have any of that and to just walk in a room and act and create and walk out. It was such an incredible thrill. Plus Paris, plus everything, plus everybody I knew from the US, Australia, South Africa, England, oh. everybody came. Oh. People don't come when I do stuff in town, you Just know, like 15 minutes that. away. They're like, yeah, 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 that's great. But they flew across halfway <laughs> across the world to see it. Yeah. Because I think everyone knew how special it was. And um, I'm not going to wax too poetic, but for me to play a leading lady, not doing an impression yes. in an iconic role and get reviewed like that, I knew that even if I couldn't work again, that like no one could take that away from me. And what you didn't say was the beginning of that New York Times quote, which no, no, it's, I think it's worth mentioning. It's, uh, it starts with Christina Bianca would never be considered for this part on Broadway, <gasps> but that's Broadway's loss. That saw the question. Oh, that's well,
1: the that what i was just gonna say because yeah. with the revival a- allegedly happening at some point i'm like broadway you gotta you well, gotta get that,
3: i can assure you that that particular revival of those particular people are behind it they will not consider me because <laughs> that's a big big machine production that is so but our production was Christ. looking like it was going to have a future life and go forward i don't know if that's going to happen now with everything has happened with mm. the pandemic but um all i can tell you is we grateful is the word hashtag blessed like the fact that i got to do it is great and coming to the last thing 20 hours later that you said cade was that um we were set to close march 7th mm -hmm. and they wanted us to extend further but the venue had other stuff in they couldn't kick Mm -hmm. the next show out so um we all were very very sad hoping optimistically we get to do it again but so grateful for the experience if we didn't i flew home two days later on march march 9th yeah. I had been abroad for almost eight months because I did my UK concert tour. Right oh, my before. God. In fact, I was rehearsing Funny Girl and finishing that tour with crazy times. Um, but I landed on the 9th. I think Paris announced lock- lockdown three days later and everything mm-hmm. in New York was shut down by March,
0: almost a- 10 days later. I think we got in on the 9th. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah so... It's-
3: it's unbelievable so many people didn't even get to finish their runs in Broadway shows did their show not knowing it would be their last I mean oh my god we just talked to one of the girls from uh, six
0: and they closed on their opening night they didn't even get to open
3: unbelievable and the momentum and the hype behind that show and it's like it'll never be quite the same and I keep thinking of the little kids little kids in shows like um uh Mrs. Doubtfire like yes it um, might be too old frozen when it happens. Oh wow, yeah, I hadn't thought about that kids it the same. You're frozen closed, but like Miss Dafer even if it reopens, could you imagine the No, girls, it's not going to be the same. Say, yeah. I mean, no. th- th- these these are no. things where it's like you just you just count your blessings and you push forward, but it having that incredible experience was a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, life has just changed. No, I can't leave my house. I literally went from being like I'm the toast to Paris. Yeah. You know, yeah. singing, like singing my dream role and performing and then like stuck with nothing and the all Hanging the up of,
0: this gold lame.
3: And also like in the career, you know, the right. career sense of it, it's like you follow it up. You have momentum now. What are you going to do? No. I yes. had so much stuff lined up that was supposed to help push me forward to give me bigger and better jobs. And now it's like, pfft, you know, I like, can't just, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but that's, but again, oh. because the business has so many ups and downs, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay.
0: But isn't that the most you insane know. thing? I, I, yeah, I've told this story <laughs> a million times on this podcast. But I got my—I got an audition for *Jagged Little Pill*. We, had, It was my first Broadway audition. I was so excited, and like five minutes later, they called me right back to tell me never mind. I mean, literally, I had walked maybe like three blocks. Before I had left. Was that because of COVID? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> it well, was anybody else would be terrible. That day, on the same day that I had gotten it. So, like, that, what you're saying about the momentum piece, I think Kate and I, and I'm sure everybody listening has, yeah. like, I, for the whole first four months after quarantine, I panicked um, because of that, because of the momentum thing, because we're always told to leap from one thing to the next. That's it. And it's, I have to ask you, which, This might be a little like off the beaten path, but what you said about people not being able to put you in a box and this idea of like them never knowing where to put you. I have also had that issue when I came into school because of the way I look, I'm a high soprano, but I'm curvier and I have oh, a yeah. personality, right? God, so forbid. they were like, yes. Yeah. God forbid. Uh, they were like, well, you know, you can't be an ingenue. Right. And I was like, well, I've spent my whole life doing, you know, carousel and things like that. And they were like, no, you have to learn to do this kind of raspy belt because you need to be edgy. And, um, What advice would you give people? I mean, you are somebody who just like carved your own path and then you ended up in this beautiful production of Funny Girl where you're living the dream. I mean, like what, what would you say? How do you keep going? How do you keep going when it feels like the business is against you?
3: For me, I definitely did try to conform in different ways. Like everybody told me to, and it just never worked. So Mm. for, for me, because, because it was never going to work, I, 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 could not be something I wasn't. And, <laughs> and frankly, if you're going to force me into some box, there's going to be someone next to me auditioning who doesn't need to be forced into that box yeah. who'll make a lot right. more sense and yeah. they will get cast. Yes. Um, I think that it's, I'm going to say all the stuff that your teachers will tell you, which is like when you audition for something, you're not auditioning for the role, you're auditioning for the people in the room. Mm. And my career has always really proved that.
2: Yes, because I'm
3: I'm notorious for getting a call from someone I auditioned for three months ago. Like, can you come <laughs> in and do this reading? You're really right for this part, you know. Right. Um, and half the stuff that I was leads in, I'd say more than half. I'd say all <laughs> stuff I was leads in were readings or workshops that never went anywhere. Mm. And every time I was seen for a member of a, a an ensemble. Or a second understudy or something. I never even made it past the first call because I'm I'm a little unique. I don't blend in, mm-hmm. um, and so I think you have to do. You have to ask yourself a few questions if you're that sort of person. Uh, I wanted to give it a try. I was like, maybe they're maybe they're right. They. I mean, obviously, you do have to listen. Like, if I am a four foot eleven you know, kind of <laughs> quirky. I hate that word. It's like a terrible word in the business now, right. but I am quirky, a little quirky looking. I'm not going to be like, I really need to be seen for the lead in carousel. Like I get it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. I'm not going to ask my agent to submit me for that. <laughs> if it's traditional production, you know what Yeah. mean? Traditional. So you have your limitations. If you're, if you're a, you know, a really burly baritone you're right. not going to be asked to, to to go in for fou. like it's not right. going to happen Like right. so obviously there's there are those parameters that are sort of common sense particularly when right. it comes to musical theater casting but musical theater is also being written in different ways these days there's yes a lot of pop music there's a lot of uh, gender bending and clarifying casting and so the only thing I can say is if you're happy with what you're doing in an audition room and I'm, I'm, I've never liked auditioning. I'm not that person who loves it. Yes. Um, but I usually, and there was a long time where I learned a new song for every audition because I thought it was what they wanted to hear, what would be right. I would not <laughs> do that today. I would Ooh. stick with the stuff I did best. Yes. And do do me. But I didn't have the confidence at that point because everyone was telling me I had to fit a mold. But Shit, so, yeah. So now that I would be much better at an audition room, I'm not really going in for a <laughs> audition. You're like, now Wait. I'm offer only, baby. No, <laughs> no not quite. But that's, and that's the other thing. And I don't say this to get any sympathy, but I will get seen for many more Opportunities uh, on screen and stage in the UK than I will here in the US. Yeah, and it's not that my my accomplishments abroad don't matter here, but there are cliques and there are clubs, and so I do think. Mm. And I don't say that with with animosity. I mean, I say that because it, every business true. has that. Yeah, and 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 the New York show business has it in particular, and particularly the the, the I'd say the higher level, the Broadway, and mm-hmm. the um you know end end of it in New York. It's a and club. The fact that I'm respected is enough for me if somebody Uh Uh if somebody has a right the right opportunity for me i'll go in and kick butt but i still won't cry myself to sleep if i don't get it because i will tell you this had i followed the path that a lot of people wanted me to i would have these are people who i know and i adore i would have followed in the footsteps of um kristen wyatt and been the you know, more singing, acting version of a Jennifer Cody, who is an incredible dancer. The four foot 11 short comedy girl, quirky role. And I never, and I maybe, maybe I would have been in more Broadway shows, but I never would have played Fanny Bryce. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
3: that's where I'm like, you just have to, you just have to see what makes you happy. And Mm I, I, Decided that I'd wasted enough time <laughs> um, trying to be something I'm not. but yes. I will tell you this, agents didn't like it and I never I've never once had an agent that I've worked with in New York who really got me and really understood me never and that's why I don't have.
0: But good riddance so you're now. playing Fanny Brace in Paris. my God. I mean.
3: And some people are going to love that. And some people are going to go, it was Paris. It wasn't New York. It doesn't mean Oh, stop. Because they're jealous, honey. But I'm I'm not telling you that to get sympathy. No, I know. That is how some people will think. But I- I'm fine with that because I I also know that it's going to lead to other great things. I actually have a great job lined up in the UK for later this year if everything opens up the way it's supposed to And it will, fingers crossed, yes. And (laughs) so, you know, that's the thing is work begets work if you're doing it in the right places with the right people. And if you're a good person, Christina, which you are. I I think so. You know, yes. I think so. You are. That's that's another reason I was like, if I'm not being myself, I mean, if Fanny Bryce has taught us nothing, right? Yes.
0: Just be yourself. it's the one you. and only impression I've ever done. They made us do yeah. the vaudeville impressions in school. And yeah. I chose Fanny Bryce because that's so. they wanted me to do that because I'm quirky. That's yeah. great. Of mm-hmm. course. Yes, but I love that. her. I love her. And it's so um, it's wonderful to hear you speak to that. Thank you. Because I know there's a lot oh, of yeah. people out there who, you know, were moving away from this very, uh, you know, uh, sad a uh, quiet ingenue and the quirky best friend. We're like starting to move away from that, but it yeah. still got its grip in, especially I think with females. Like in this, yeah. so it's it's cool to hear somebody who's so successful talk about that because if I could have your career, I would be so and, happy.
3: Thank you, and that's that's what I remind myself. You know, the one of the hardest things for me is that like I've been. I've, I've played so many venues and so many wonderful experiences and had so many great reviews and people still basically go, but you don't have that big Broadway credit. Like everything I've done means nothing to them mm-hmm. unless I can say I was in Wicked. But I don't actually want to be in Wicked. Right. Then, how could you say that? Well, there was a time when I did, but now right. I don't. And I right. know a lot about how it's run. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not.
0: Really but what's weird about life. that is we just <laughs> we just talked to Lurch it, from the Adams Family on Broadway, uh-huh. and he said that he would go out at night from the stage door and sign uh, autographs for children because it's yeah. the Adams Family. And he said I would have mothers say to me, "So what is what is your day job?" It's uh-huh. like they don't even get it. I'm on yeah. Broadway.
1: <laughs> like, like he also said that there was this weird. He was in this huge commercially successful show with a huge billboard of his face on it next to Nathan Lane, and in that cast, they were still saying like, "Oh, this this commercial show. None of the artistic critic types oh, are coming you to can't all win all No, you can't
0: win. We're never happy, win. and you can't right. win. No.
1: And that's why I mean, it's so incredible talking to you because your career has. I mean, it's taken you all over the world, and people love you. And I mean, we have been fans. I've, I've been watching your videos since in Don't high school. say you were a fan.
0: baby. Oh, that's I know, I'm <laughs> so sorry. You're no. one of the reasons I do what I do, if oh, I'm, if I'm that honest. Oh, makes
3: me so happy. Well, and that's the thing is I, I'm, I'm so grateful. One of the reasons I was a, I, and I will be honest, one of the reasons I am able to, or was able to make choices where I was like, I'm going to do it more my way right. is because I was given one like opening one little opportunity when these videos went viral to do a few things. And I did not do them all correctly. I took advice from some really famous big wig people that gave me advice that wasn't right for me. oh crap, I I missed that momentum there. And I'm going to try this one now, but I made the most of it. So you have to, and and I, and I will say I worked my booty off and you have to do that because that little opening led to so many other things impressions got my foot in the door and i tried to make sure i wasn't only doing impressions after that but you know once your foot's in the door with impressions you can't just abandon them you can't be britney spears and be like i'm not going to sing oops i could do it again (laughs) at my concert because people want to hear it they want to hear it girl yes so the balance has been hard um But I always sought out You're okay, striking now I it. need to do now I need to do something that's just me or now I need to do a play and now I need to do this. And so some some times and years and months are more successful than others. And the other thing is I made choices. I did choose to take myself out of New York and start mm. touring and to build a yeah. concert career, which then made me like persona non grata in New York. But I was actually okay with that because I, I was not getting momentum. In the, in the elsewhere, areas. I wanted it. I yes, say. so go we'll make your own opportunities. That's beautiful. Well, in New York, I kept getting called, and bless them, I'm grateful for the opportunities. It sounds yeah. like you're lying when you're like, "Oh my God, thank you so much for considering me." But how do you? What's a polite way to say? I'm no longer interested. My client is no longer interested in playing multiple roles in this another sketch comedy show. She's right. done three. You know? Right. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. But then we're once they see she's a funny girl. Yeah. yeah. She's she's not funny girl. She's that funny girl who does the voices. So we're only right. gonna let her do that. And so it takes guts. And sometimes mm-hmm. it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you wanna do it and your agents don't, which is why I had to leave a lot of people. Cause you're like, I just I don't know if it's gonna work out, but I know that I don't wanna be this person doing only that one thing for the rest of my life.
0: So right. so you take risks, oh but you're honoring yourself and that's and that's what I think it we should It definitely took do. me till I this- was like
3: uh, I'm trying to think like age-wise, but like it definitely took me I for about 3 years. I really did kind of try to do what everybody else told me to do. And that was yeah, it for me. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah.
0: no more. Well, you've heard it here first, kids. Christina Bianco says, "Follow your own dang path." This has been amazing. We have just a few questions for our cool. Patreon. So I'm so sorry, listeners. We're cutting you off here, but for those of you who are members of our You're Patreon, so we smart. have, we do have that. a few I things to ask. Go do Patreon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you should.
1: Appearance on Ellen. Yes, we we kind
2: of want
3: to
0: talk oh. about oh. Ellen. <laughs> The gossip on Patreon. Gossip on Patreon. <laughs> this has been amazing. I know our listeners have enjoyed this and I know they're all gonna go over to that Patreon right now because this has been one of my favorite interviews. So thank uh-huh. you so much for doing this as, with Thanks. us. We so appreciate it. So my pleasure. Thank you guys. Whew. Okay. That was spicy and amazing.
1: And- amazing. I mean, she has been literally all over the world, has done the coolest things. She's gonna be her voice is gonna be on drag race this season. I don't think I've heard it yet, I know. but I, uh, I- it, she's
2: yeah.
0: so sweet too.
1: So sweet. So it's always the most talented people that are that unbelievably sweet.
0: And kind, yes, yes. Ah. I I, Like if I've learned nothing else from this process, it has been like that if your reputation precedes you, don't act like it.
1: (laughs) Oh, exactly, yeah. Don't act like it. So Christina gave us... What is by far the best Patreon segment we've we've received yet? You absolutely need to go over there and just for three dollars you can hear all the tea about what it was like performing on the Ellen show and meeting Ellen and Queen Latifah, all these people, she has a she's done crazy things, but you need to girls
0: hear- gays and nays, skip your Starbucks this month and instead get you some Ellen tea. because like uh. that's what we wanted to know, right? Is Ellen really a tyrant who they yeah tyrant that's a good word for it um and we wanted to get christina's perspective because um i don't know in my eyes she's like a celebrity like who else the fuck do you know who's been on allen
1: no yeah exactly
0: Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful. So head on over to the Patreon. We love you so much. We hope you're doing well out there in the world listening. Thanks for indulging us on our our little week break. We are so excited uh, for Ionic Charity to have won our giveaway. And we just love you guys. I don't know. This is fun. Fun times hanging out every week. We love it.
1: Fun, fun, fun times. We love it. Thank you, everyone. We love All right. We'll see you next next time.
0: time. Bye. thank you so much for listening to we're still here we leave you this week with a word from our sponsor
2: hi i'm abby theater nerd and owner of lena botanicals lena is an online boutique of skin body and self-care products the brands in my shop are small lgbtq women black and family-owned makers aligned around locally sourced organic ingredients at lena we believe in plants caring for yourself and uplifting others that's why I'm excited to announce that now, through March, 10% of every purchase will benefit the Ring of Keys organization, a nonprofit supporting queer, trans, and gender non conforming music theater artists. Visit us at lenabotanicals.com. We've got face masks, bath salts, and aromatherapy to relax and treat yourself, your Valentine, or your Galentine. Because at the end of the day, you're another day older, but we've got a face cream for that. Find us online at lenabotanicals.com or on Instagram at lenabotanicals. Subscribe to our newsletter and get 15% off your first purchase.